Hello everyone, my name is Andy Summers and welcome to episode 19 of Reviving the Soul. These are the generations of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Sons were born to them after the flood. The sons of Japheth, Gomer, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Meshach, and Tiras. The sons of Gomer, Ashkenaz, Ritha, and Torgarma. The sons of Javan were Elisha, Tarshish, Ketim, and Dodanim. From these, the coastland people spread in their lands, each with his own language, by their clans in their nations. The sons of Ham, Cush, Egypt, Put, and Canaan. The sons of Cush were Siba, Havilah, Sapta, Rama, and Sebteca. The sons of Rama were Sheba and Dedan. Cush fathered Nimrod, who was the first on earth to be a mighty man. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore it is said, like Nimrod, a mighty hunter before the Lord. The beginning of his kingdom was Babel, Iraq, Akkad, Kalnath, and the land of Shinar. From that land he went into Assyria and built Nineveh, Rehoboth-ur, Kala, and Rezin, between Nineveh and Kala, that is, the great city. Egypt fathered Ludim, Anamim, Lahabim, Naphtuhim, Pathrusim, and Kalsuhim, from whom the Philistines came, and Kaphtorim. Canaan fathered Sidon, his firstborn, and Heth, and the Jebusites, the Amorites, the Girgashites, the Hivites, the Archites, the Sinites, the Arvadites, the Zemorites, and the Hamathites. Afterward, the clans of the Canaanites dispersed, and the territory of the Canaanites extended from Sidon in the direction of Gerar as far as Gaza, and in the direction of Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, Zeboim, as far as Lasha. These are the sons of Ham by their clans, their languages, their lands, and their nations. To Shem also, the father of all the children of Eber, the elder brother of Japheth, children were born. The sons of Shem were Elam, Asher, Arphaxad, Lud, and Aram. The sons of Aram were Uz, Hul, Gethar, and Mosh. Arphaxad fathered Shelah, and Shelah fathered Eber. To Eber were born two sons. The name of the one was Peleg, for in his days the earth was divided, and his brother's name was Joktan. Joktan fathered Almadad, Sheleph, Hazarmapheth, Jera, Hadoram, Uzal, Dikla, Obol, Abimael, Sheba, Ophir, Havilah, and Jobab. All these were the sons of Joktan. The territory in which they lived extended from Mishah into the direction of Safar, the hill country of the east. These are the sons of Shem, by their clans, their languages, their lands, and their nation. These are the clans of the sons of Noah, according to their genealogies, in their nations, and from these nations spread abroad on the earth after the flood. Genesis chapter 10. The lists of names found within the Bible are often overlooked as if they have no intrinsic value. However, since God saw it fit to include them in his word, we want to be sure to do our best diligence to uncover the reasons as to why God placed them there. This particular list gives us a table of nations. This shows us that Noah heeded the command that God had given him to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. A closer look at the names given will reveal that once all the nations from this passage are added up, we receive the sum of 70. And if you'll remember from the creation narrative, seven is the number of completion or totality. And so what the author, Moses, is trying to explain is that these nations represent the totality of humanity. This is important because according to this table, every human being of every nationality shares the same DNA. The modern idea of multiple races is not a biblical one. The Bible refers only to one race, the human race. The subcultures within the human race are a beautiful collage of ethnicities stemming from the creator's imagination. 
Whether you are black, white, red, yellow, Middle Eastern, Asian, European, or African, we all stem from the line of Adam and Noah. The two most notable names within this list are Eber and Nimrod. Nimrod was the founder of the great cities in the Fertile Crescent. He was considered legend in his time as a great hunter before the Lord. We do not know much more of him, but he is spoken of twice more in the scriptures. Once in the book of Chronicles, which nearly quotes this passage verbatim, and another passage in Micah when speaking of the land of Nimrod. Although we do not know much of the man, we do know of his legacy. Babel and Nineveh, both wicked cities that sought the destruction of God's people, and both came to ultimate destruction under the wrath of God's judgment. In contrast, we also learn of a man called Eber. In the few verses that we read of Eber, he comes across as a man of great respect. To Shem also fathered all the children of Eber. There was something significant about this man. It is from the name Eber that the term Hebrew comes from. It is Abram who was first identified as a Hebrew and is therefore identified as a direct descendant of Eber. Most importantly, I believe, this passage gives us pause before we move into the next Toledot of Genesis. It is almost as if God is enticing the reader to recall all that we have read so far. And so, we're going to do just that. Let's remember back that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And he created Adam and Eve in his image to care for and to enjoy his good creation. Adam and Eve were deceived by Satan who appeared in the form of a serpent and disobeyed God's law. Now the consequences of their disobedience would be a twofold death. First, a spiritual death that separates mankind from God. Second, a physical death that would eventually overcome every person. God also gave specific consequences to each party involved, the most important of which went to the serpent. God said that I will put enmity between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. This is the hinge on which the entire Old Testament swings. Every covenant and relationship that God initiates is the next step towards the fulfillment of this one promise. That through the seed of a woman, the serpent would be defeated, but not before striking with a fatal blow of his own. This is the first time that the gospel is proclaimed. This is the first utterance of the cross and the victorious resurrection that ultimately defeats Satan and redeems the people of God. Adam listened closely to this promise and named his wife Eve, which means mother of all the living. Adam understood that it would be through his wife that life would come to them yet again. And Eve echoed this same hope with the birth of their first son, Cain. She rejoices and praises God, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. Would this be the victor that God promised? Again, God blessed the couple with another son, Abel. Now, unfortunately, a shadow loomed over the two boys because Cain grew jealous of Abel and murdered him. It seemed as though the promise would go unfulfilled. But God blessed Adam and Eve with a third son, Seth. When Seth had a son of his own, it was then when the people began to proclaim the name of the Lord. The way of Seth was that of worship to the one true God. This included the man named Enoch, who never saw death. In contrast to Enoch, there was also a man named Lamech, who celebrated violence and sensuality that would fill the hearts of every man continually. The heart of God was grieved, and he regretted that he had made man. God then executed his justice, and it seemed as though the promise was yet again in danger. But God, through his grace, preserved his promise through the man named Noah. 
And again, just as others before him, Noah succumbed to the same deception that his father Adam had, and his drunkenness and lewd behavior darkened the possibility of the promise until God revealed to Noah that in the tents of Shem shall Japheth dwell. It was through this revelation that we see another glimmer of hope, that through Shem's descendants, the descendants of Japheth and Ham, the nations of the earth would find shelter. Of course, this is not realized until God makes his covenant with Abraham and says, I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you, all of the families of the earth shall be blessed. And one day, a direct descendant of Noah, Shem, and Abraham, through the seed of a virgin named Mary, would bring hope to all of the nations, offering eternal life to all those who repent and call on his name, the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to this episode of Reviving the Soul. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave a donation. There's a link in the show notes where you can do so. Also, if you'd like to contact me, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. There's also a phone number on my Facebook page that you can call and leave a voicemail if you'd like. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating and review. This just helps me get my podcast out there for more people to listen to. And until next time, apply all of scripture to all of life.